1: Welcome to the Midweek edition of the Temple of Hoop uh, Coming live to you on Green Room uh, We are here Actually, it's just me. This week, uh, I'm trying to, you know, get more content and branch out during the midweek instead of just coming once a week with it. Uh, Just got finished watching a depressing Lakers game. Uh, That was absolutely embarrassing that it went to OT, and then the Lakers just pretty much uh, gave up. Um, Lost to the Rockets by 13 in OT. Basically, I'm up here, tap that request button, and uh, Let's talk some hoop, man. What y'all see out there? There's a couple of things I do want to want to talk about. There we go. Mako, that's your real name. What's going on with you? My bad. Oh, you there. What's going on. Talk to me.
0: Yeah. So I see people still hesitant on the idea that Tatum is a top 15 player. I don't know what it is about these people that they just um, they just got hate in their heart for the kid. Like I think it's because he's a Celtic, but I mean, top fifteen at this point. If you don't think he's top fifteen, you're just crazy. Uh, he's top ten, and this is
1: a guy who tried to hold on to the Ingram over Tatum thing for as long as possible until last year, or actually, probably before that, it became kind of blatantly obvious that it wasn't that close. So uh, <laughs> I got to give it to you. You got no, you got no pushback from me on, on that, as far as uh, Tatum being. He, he's he's actually playing more like a closer to top five to top fifteen. I'm being honest, it's hard to break in that top five with the, you know, uh, Giannis, Joker and B, you know, LeBron Steph. It's hard to break into that top five. But after
0: that, I mean, who's really playing better? You know what I mean? Can you really dispute it? Yeah, man. And let me just say that uh, those uh, Jalen Brown over Tatum takes early in the season. Delusional. Delusional. Yeah, I think, think uh, Well, somebody what somebody told me was who's
1: connected with the Celtics, they say. Uh, or, or tapped in, they said, Jay, uh, Tatum has a lot of woken up over the season. And then, so he comes in the, into camp and early in the season really just kind of bulked up and it affects his shot. And then as the season goes on, he gets more comfortable. You know, he just lets loose and
0: like it's been like that every year. And I think it works for him because he almost never Cause... This year was worse. This year was his worst, somebody, they... you know, two months starts the season okay. ever. Like he uh, he he was selling first two months of the season. I couldn't defend him, but, I mean, you know, he he found his groove.
1: Yeah, but I think it works for him because he, like, almost never gets hurt. He's like a tank. He's very durable. So, I think, like, whatever it works yeah. for him, he's ended up, he's, he ends up playing his best ball toward the end of the year, which is all that matters for a superstar. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's true. We'll see what happens. Uh,
1: yeah, I like uh, – I'm not going to say I like this Celtics because they're the damn Celtics, but uh, – <laughs> Uh, I think
0: they're. Uh, respect. I respect. I try not to talk about the Lakers, man. Like, like I, I hear y'all, y'all in crisis about that, so I try to, you know, change the topic. You
1: know what I mean? I mean, I mean, you can talk about the Lakers. I, my company line is not going to change. I mean, they stink and they stunk since the off season. They lost in the off season terribly and then finally showed on the floor. So I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, the Celtics are scaring me, man. You know, when you got a team that can defend like that, and you know, you have a player playing at that level, like a superstar, you'll be in every playoff game. So. You know, I, I, this is like the first time in a long time looking forward to the Eastern <laughs> Conference playoffs more than the West. Like, I think it's going
0: to be West, Eastern Conference ridiculous, bro. I don't remember a time when a conference is ever top six. Like, I don't want to say top six is equal, all equal, but, like, if any of those teams make the finals, you wouldn't be too surprised. Right. I'm, I'm like, if the Sixers or Bucks make it, I will not be surprised. Like, I'd be kind of
1: surprised if the if the Celtics make it uh I don't think the Nets are going to turn around. Like it's just too much going on, but there'll also be something to watch you know, coming out of the play, and they're pretty much locking to the player. So it's going to be crazy, man. It's like
0: going to be nuts. the Bulls look good though, and people people keep forgetting that the Bulls been playing without their backcourt for like two three months now. People they just seem to forget that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I I'm i holding on to my bull stock. I like I had to be quiet about them because like reality set in. Get your your two best guards. You're also your two best defenders. I think that was a lot to lose, and DeRozan kind of carried him for a minute, just, you know, that heater he was on, but it's kind of flattening out with the defense being so bad, but man, I can uh, when they get Lonzo and Caruso back, man, I'm very interested to see how that team looks, especially in Pat Williams, too, because he's the guy that's going to be guarding those wings, you know, the, the Tatums, the KDs, the Giannis, whatever they run into, the Jimmy Butlers, like, whatever they run into, it'll be Patrick Williams more so than anybody else, so I'm holding on to my Bulls stock, man. I'm waiting until they get those three guys back and put everybody in their proper place in the rotation. I think it'll all be good.
0: Yeah, I like the Bulls, but, you know, I still want that. You know, if I'm the Celtics, I want that four or five matchup oh, over yeah, any sure. other. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, looking, I- at the, looking at the entirety,
1: and that speaks more so to how good the conference is, like not the Bulls. You know, like you were just talking about early. it's just like this is a, a heavy conference. So I think the Bulls in a matchup, you probably seek out between, the you know, the lack of experience and guys will be out of rhythm coming back from injury. And, you know, Rosen's playoff history, that's probably who you
0: pick on in the first round if you want. You know what I mean? Man, they got – I mean, if DeRozan is your closer, like, that's scary. Like, his shot making, you know, the beginning of the season, I mean, like, legit better than, like, fucking KD. Like, what can you say? But I don't know if that will carry over to the playoffs. So, we'll see. Yeah,
1: that's been the question everybody's been asking all all season. And we'll see what happens, right? Very true. All right, man. Keep up the All good right, work, man, I bro. I appreciate you tapping in. All right. Jessica Adair, I hope I um, pronounced your name correctly. She asks, who do you see coming out of the play ins in both conferences? Uh, right now, i probably go Minnesota and Clippers in the West, taking the 7A spot in the East. I I'm going to go with the uh with the Nets just out of pure respect to KD in that one game situation and the other spot man can I roll dice I'll go with the Raptors I'll go with the Raptors I think they defend well enough Nick Nurse in a one game situation I I'll go with the Raptors and Nets in the in the uh in the east Maples, give me your top ten players right now in the league from Akshay Petty. Ready? Huh, that's a good one. Let me see here. Um, in order, woo! My feet to the fire. I like it. Um, man, let's go. One Giannis. Two. Uh, as of right now, two Joker. Three Embiid. Uh, four. KD, Five LeBron. Six Steph. Man. Seven. Man, I got to throw Tatum in there the way he's playing Tatum. Uh, normally Kawhi would be in there somewhere, but he hasn't played, but Kawhi's up there as well. Uh, I see you're gonna throw Luca ahead of Tatum right now. So I put Luca ahead of Tatum. Man, I got you gotta give me time for you to ask these type of questions. So Luca ahead of uh Tatum at seven. I throw Tatum at eight right now. Uh probably John Moran at nine and ten. Who's that tenth guy for me? Man. I gotta think about that. Probably book Chris Paul, somewhere like that. Book Chris Paul, Harden, Kyrie. Somebody said, <laughs> somebody said, um, you scared of the Q and I, so you had to put him at the at number five. No, nah, he's top five. It's just, I, I'll say this, Chris, man, for all the stuff, the flag I've given LeBron for his Lakers tenure, especially early in his Lakers tenure, um, he was done a complete disservice from the front office. Even like, even if he had any decisions, like if he had a say in the Russell Westbrook trade, then it's self-inflicted. There's been conflicting reports about that, but if self-inflicted, if he had any say in the Westbrook trade, so, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, kind of out of his hands with what's on the court to a little bit, at least. Let's see what the other question is. Okay. We got to come with the questions now. Ja or Trey. Um, man, I, I'm leaning Jot. Uh Trey is probably the better playmaker by a long bit. I just think uh Ja gives a little more effort on defense and they're not like actively hunting him in, down a stretch of possessions. And I think Ja's a little more willing to play off ball a bit. So I think uh, I'll go with Ja, but those are both phenomenal players, man. Those guys will both be in the best point guard uh discussion for a decade. Would you take Kyrie or Harden? Um Man, uh, Harden over the 82, Kyrie in the playoffs. And that's my honest answer. Kyrie, you just don't know if he's going to be there every night. This seemed before the the vaccine situation, he's always been iffy with his health and availability. But in the playoffs, man, I've just seen Kyrie be a killer too many times on the big stage. Next question from Pavi Sandu: Who's your pick for MVP? Uh, I said it this morning. Um... It's like a coin flip between Embiid and Joker for me right now. I'd probably go Joker because when it's that close, you got to start factoring in the uh, the variables. And the biggest variable is Joker's had two max contracts, pretty much missed the entire season. And he's been carrying, like, if you had put a gun in my head and said, name the top eight different Nuggets rotation right now, I'd fail the test and probably be out of here. Like, that's how great Jokic has been with uh, with limited resources. Next question. Do I think the Suns are a lock for making it out the West? I can't say a lock, but I think they're they're pretty comfortably the favorite right now. So that's kind of where I am with that. Let's take a request right now before we get more questions up. Let's take a request. Yo.
2: Yo, what's up, maybe you can hear me.
1: JB, I got you. What's going on, baby?
2: Hey, man. I uh, just want
3: to say shout out to you and Kings. Love the pod. Wish y'all all the success in the world. I want to uh, know who do you think is going to be the one seed in the East?
1: Man, I'm comfortable staying with uh, with Miami right now. Um, I think the Bucks are playing a lot better, but I just I'm comfortable staying. I, I think Miami's literally gunning for it. I, th- I don't know if the Bucks are gunning for a number one seed. The Bucks just want to be healthy, so I think they'll rest Giannis when the time comes. They'll sit Middleton and Holiday, you know, down the stretch. But I think Miami wants. The number one seed, so I think Miami. But I'm still leaning towards picking the Bucks to come out the East. Like if it was a rematch of last year' finals, wouldn't surprise me at all. Like that's kind of where I am right now. Mm, so, what do you think is like Miami's biggest weakness? The Bucks' biggest weakness? The Sixers? Like all the contenders? What do you think could like? That's a great question. Uh So I'll just give you those three in in in, uh, in the East. So for Miami. I just think it's tough when uh, I I, this is why I love Jimmy Butler. I love Jimmy Butler, but when he's your number one, it just gets dicey. Um, depending on him to create down a stretch of games, he's just you're just always going to be going against somebody better when it comes late in series and late in the playoffs. Um, so I think then their their off their offense will get stagnant late in playoff games. That's what my fear for Miami is. Um, ultimately, their defense may be enough to overcome that because it's that elite. But I think. Now a stretch of playoff games, games often become a rock fight. And I don't know if Jimmy is of the same tier that, you know, the Durant's and, and Giannis's, you know, and, uh, you know, Embiid, Harden's like guys on that level. I don't know if, if he's quite there yet. And I think that could be an issue for them in the playoffs um, for the bucks. One is health. Um, secondly is a uh, depth. I think, uh, I think they lost Conanton right after they traded uh Divincenzo. So I think that 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 can be an issue. Um you always worry about a team dealing with fatigue on a on a back to back title run. So I, I think my and also uh man Coach Bug got let off the hook, man. It was a lot of questionable stuff that he did in the playoffs last year, man. Uh a lot of that championship felt like uh in spite of and not because of uh Coach Bud. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe the experience, but he just – it was just a lot of head-scratching stuff that went on in that playoff run. I think kind of Giannis and KD having big feet kind of made everybody forget about everything that transpired. Uh, Philly it's just – how much do you trust James Harden in big situations? I mean, he's a Hall of famer no doubt. Best – in the discussion for the best score of his era, but, man – uh it's just too many playoff foibles, man, to just forget that. So it's a lot on his plate, and we'll see if he steps up, man. But, whew. Uh Harden and Embiid. I, I think Embiid will show up, but Harden is just – hard as the wild card. Which which version are you going to get? So that's those three for me. Joseph, you there? Hey, Coach, can you hear me? Yeah, you, you ain't got to call me Coach. You won't play for me, man, but it's good. I appreciate the respect, though, man. That's all I love.
4: <laughs> Yeah, no problem, man. I want to say congratulations on your season, too, bro. Oh, thank
1: you. Um, we, we didn't get what we wanted to, man. But, you know, thank you. Appreciate that.
4: Gotcha. Hey, so real quick, a couple questions. Um, Do you think Zion uh, has a chance to come back and possibly help the Pels make a run in the uh, play-in, or do you think that just that that won't happen?
1: Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Somebody who's tapped in with – a source in the Pelicans building they said he is playing this year like supposed to be some good news dropping by the end of this week that's what that's what I was told this morning from somebody tapped in with the pelicans, so I think I'm leaning yes on that and uh like I said, we just don't know depending on what the Lakers do they could lose to anybody on any night, so uh we don't know what's going on with that last those last two spots in the west gotcha yeah, and
4: then also too i you know at Lakers game i i be honest with you, the way way I saw that was LeBron was just maybe trying to get Melo a game winner based on the way they reacted after he missed the shot. So just the unseriousness of that team is silly. But uh, do you think uh, Phoenix can get over the hump and and win this thing if, if if CP3 comes back or you see somebody else coming out
1: of the West? Man, it's just—it's the sons are, the—I think the prohibitive favorite right now. They got the bad taste in their mouth, bad taste in their mouth from last year's finals when they were up two zero and before uh, Giannis just became unstoppable. Um, man, you know, as as a as an anti Chris Paul guy, not the player, just you know, his disposition in general. I'm, I'm not the greatest fan of how he plays, uh, like a little dirty stuff. But he's a great player. Um, him healthy definitely makes to him something to beat. I had my faith in the Warriors, but they didn't go get a big. So that threw me a bit. I think Memphis might be too young, even though that's who I probably, you know, quote-unquote, root for as far as those contenders go because I love John Morant and I just love how the, how the Grizzlies play. But, yeah, man, it's, they're definitely the favorite in the West right now. I think they clinched the playoff spot already. They're up by eight and a half games with, like, 20 to play. So they got the first seed pretty much locked up. So they're the favorite right now
4: yeah man i'm from the carolinas man so i follow jai ingram and zion and chris paul and all those guys man just want to see you know them be successful man but i appreciate it man thank you very much
1: uh, silence am i am i saying that right silence i don't want to disrespect your name
2: silence yes sir yes sir can you hear me properly what's going on with you man Hey, nothing much man i'm chilling here. just uh just got done watching the lakers game first off uh i want to say shout out to you man You've done a great job with the podcast, with your tweets, been helping get my personal hoop knowledge up way more than it was a year ago. So just want to say I appreciate you real quick. Oh, man, that's big. Appreciate you, man. For sure. Uh, For sure, man. And uh, I wanted to ask something uh, a bit more personal in regards to like your coaching. So uh, in case any of your competitions watching, I won't ask you to get into scheme talk (laughs) or anything like that, but. Uh, what's what would you say is like your general coaching philosophy? You know, what do you what do you preach to your uh, your players? Oh man, that's a dope question. I didn't even think expect to get nothing like that, man. Because
1: um, personally, I, I tend to be more defensive oriented first, just in general my my approach to the game. Uh, if you get more stops uh, than the other team, you win. That's just how I, you know how I was raised with the game. Uh, I actually got my basketball scholarship because I, I, I played defense so well. So that's just kind of something I'm always going to lean on um Offensively, man, I just believe in like uh just free flowing. You know, empowering guys to make decisions. Uh, that's how guys develop. You know, it's, it's where our coach is getting close to the NBA. It's about development and helping guys become the best version of themselves and in developing individually. uh So we, the offense we run and that we've helped design put together is just something that's you know we play the four out one in. Give guards a chance to get out in space and create and become decision makers. Um, I think the best, greatest thing I heard is uh, you don't teach guys plays. You teach them how to play. And I think that's, like, something I've
2: carried with me since so once I heard a coach say that. So that's kind of what stuck with me. Oh, uh, man. Uh, that's that. I really appreciate the answer, man. Uh, coaching is a dream for me. So uh, I appreciate you letting me up here, getting asked that question. I appreciate the really thoughtful answer, bro, for real. All, right, all good, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Have a good night. All right, you too.
1: All right, let's see if we got some more questions. What, who do you think is the coach for the Lakers next season? I have no idea. I just know it's not Vogel. Um, I, I think they probably get somebody who's more offensively uh, inclined than what Vogel was. That, that's what my first inclination would be. Uh, just, uh, it just got really stagnant this year looking at the offense. a lot of guys, four guys watching one, whether it be LeBron or even A.D., or even, um, you know, when Melo's out there, they isolate him in the mid post, which is not even his strength anymore. So somebody who can get some more movement within the offense and uh, just kind of maximize whatever the Lakers bring together. And that's kind of what I think they're going with. Uh, Jessica, great point. Jessica just typed Alvin Gentry in the chat. I was just going to say, even if he doesn't become the head coach, I'd love to have Gentry on the staff just as offensive coordinator, because you look back at Anthony Davis's uh, Pelicans days, his best that was his best output offensively and i think a lot of it was him putting ad in position to be successful whether as a role man or getting him downhill off dribble handoffs it's just even the year the lakers won a championship it just got too stagnant with ad and just too dependent on you know otherworldly shot making instead of putting him in position to be successful so that's why i think the coaching search should go somebody with some offense all right we got christopher up. chris what's going on man
3: what up, Maples? What's good, bro. How you Doing, bro? Not much, man. Man, shout out you and Kings, bro. Check out Temple of Hoop all the time when I got when I got a little time to myself, and I ain't working in the evening time, man.
1: Appreciate you, man. Keep tapping in. We love that. We love the love.
3: What's going on? With yeah, you? man. I heard you. We uh, was talking about Alvin Gentry. Um, you know the legs move on from Frank Vogel. You got any, anybody else in mind? You're throwing the staff?
1: Uh, man, like it's just it's rough, man. Uh, it's crazy. The guy who, who's actually doing really well was the guy that ever tapping, but it was just too hot to hire him at the time because of the off the court stuff and rightfully so. Uh, but Jason Kidd, um, you see the job he's doing in Dallas. It was just, you know, kind of rough to hire him, given, given the past Dallas was able to overlook that. So, um, you know, Kidd would have been nice just for, you know, the players. Like it was weird with Jason Kidd because despite his, you know, X and O's, you know, uh, shortcomings and whatever people said all the great players Debra coach spoke highly of him, which is crazy. Like if you think about it, like whether it was Brooklyn or Milwaukee, like Giannis has like incredible things to say about Jason care regarding his development. You know what I mean? So it's kind of wild that, you know, we'll have the media and how NBA Twitter sees him versus how players sees him. Like that's crazy to see. So kid would have been nice, but you know, he's going to be in Dallas a long time. Um, I don't know, man. Just somebody offensively inclined. That's that's what my my hope would be.
3: Yeah, same, same. Um, I mean, I wish they. uh, uh, Yeah, it's slim pickings, man. Because we in we in a place now where everybody kind of finding their way as far as like coaching and whatnot and jobs around the league. Um, it, It it's crazy. So. I don't know, man. <laughs> hey, they might be stuck trying to have having to bring Vogel back like one more year, bro, if they can't, you know, really, really you know, find like an upgrade.
1: I think before that, they'll let Vogel go and give Handy a shot just to see before they do anything like that. They'll yeah. go give Handy a shot before they bring Vogel back. I think Vogel's done. That's
3: what's up. I actually think next year they'll have a, they'll be better. Yeah, <laughs> it can't be much worse than this offseason, so man, it can't the, be much the, worse. The, the bar is in the gutter right now. <laughs> Man, bruh, Whew. rough. and yeah, We done seen some some times, boy, so yeah, it's been rough, bro. But I appreciate you for making me up, dog.
1: Yeah, all good, man. Yeah, going off what, what Christopher just said, as far as it being better, I mean, they'll still have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They just got to be way better around the margins. Most of these guys are on minimums. Um If you can convince Monk to stay at a lesser rate, which is what you have to do, they can't afford to pay him, but other teams can, That'll be great. But, man – uh They'll have to get a lot better around the margin. That's all I'll say about the Lakers. Man, let's talk about some good teams. Um if the Pelicans had Ja Morant right now instead of Zion, what seed do you think the Pelicans would be in? Uh man, that is a great question. I think they had they they had Ja. Uh they just make different moves. Like they probably would have kept Zion. I mean kept Lonzo because he fits well with the high usage driving point guard because of the ability to shoot and, and ability to pass and transition. Um, but see what they'd be and they'd be higher. And just for, this is not even saying that, you know, Ja's better than Zion. It's just that Ja's able to stay on the court and, and, affect winning on the court. You know, Zion has played 80, 82 games in three years. You know what I mean? So he's played one season in a possible three seasons. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's nothing to say, you know, he's better or worse than Ja's. Just, you know, Ja's been on the floor and that's been the main issue. You know, that's the and that's a tough truth about it, unfortunately. You know, my favorite player plays on the Pelicans. So, you know, it hurts me that Ingram out there dying every night when you got a Vulcan 20-80 game, you can't stay healthy, you know. So we'll see what happens going forward. Yo, know, Maples, I have a question. Do you think Kyrie is overrated as a franchise player, main offensive engine for a team? I feel like his Boston tenure proved that. He's not an offensive engine like Harden, Trey, or Ja. He's better suited as a second option. Do you agree? That's a great question. I've had this discussion about Kyrie a couple of times. Um, I think that basketball wise, he absolutely is a number one option. I think just intangible wise, he isn't. I just think when you are the face of a franchise, there's certain things it's like, as far as leadership and, and, and you know, the way you carry yourself. And I, I don't think Kai is, you know, willing to do that. So I think he's better suited off as a number two. So I like, I'll take Kai. That's why I did I did this with Kai and Dame. Like I'll take Dame as my number one, but if I already have the guy, I'll take Kyrie. You know what I mean? So I, I put Kyrie as a, I think he's the best Robin in basketball. Honestly, he just come out and play off a guy and play his game. He's a great plug and play player. He's efficient. Uh, he score. He's uh, he's underrated defensively. Like he's not a he's not a you know caution tape defensively. You know he'll, he'll stay in front of a guy and try uh, in big moments. So I, I would love to have Kyrie as a second option. Um, Pablo asked, do you think the Nuggets will be legit with Porter or Murray back? And I know a lot of it depends on which version of Murray is playing, but something similar to how he played in the bubble, any chance they knock out the Warriors? Um, first of all, with, J- with Jokic playing how he is, you get two players like that back healthy. I think they're definitely top tier contender. Um, I think this year is a, a lot to ask because they're coming off such severe injuries and they gotta get their rhythm back. And I think that'll ultimately be the hurdle for them uh getting back. But next year, the Nuggets will definitely be a top tier contender with both those guys with the full season of um of rehab and, and training and getting back in basketball shape. Next year I have the Nuggets uh Nuggets for sure as a top tier contender. Will they beat the Warriors this year? No, I think they'll push the Warriors. Because they just don't have enough size to really neutralize Jokic, but ultimately the Warriors win that series. I think I'm just I, I'm, I have too much respect for you know Steph, Clay, and Dre to lose to a, a first round to Jokic in, in spare parts. I think uh, you know they have too much championship pedigree for that, but I think he they'll get to you know, two games at least because they just don't have anything for him inside even when Dre comes back, you know, he has a bad back. So there's something to think about there, but I just don't see the Warriors losing the nuggets in the first round. I think they'll be pushed and Jokic will put up historic numbers, but the Warriors ultimately win. So, all right, you guys I want to thank you guys for tapping in temple of the hoop midweek. We will be back next week. This will be a weekly thing. Um, kings will be with me on these every now and then tonight it was just me but i appreciate you guys the the interaction i love it some questions i didn't even think about be safe out there man we out of here